What the hell's going on here? This guy's about to be on hour five straight of talking and he's got no voice left. Holy shit. This is this is the Jordan flu game here. I had pizza and I lost a shit ton of money gambling and I'm hungover, but we're calling it a flu. Okay. So, Can I have some Waffle House sent to your your uh, your abode? <laughs> of course, I'll never say no to that anytime. <laughs> Bring it over. All right, good to see you guys. Have a good weekend, Jeff. See you. Yeah, yeah. I'll do. Thanks, man. It's only an hour. Jeff Howe and Jordan Scruggs, but no Jordan Scruggs today. Uh, and now it's Trey and BK with both of us for the next hour. Uh, I sound like shit. I don't need to tell you that. You can hear that. But we're powering through. We're doing a telethon today, Trey, where we're just nonstop because nobody wanted to work today, I guess, at Texas Sports Unfiltered. So thanks for showing up. Good to see you. Rodney has uh, graduation in Denton. That was this morning. Congrats to his daughter. Jordan is covering state championship games. Yeah. Yeah. At Jerry World. And it's his birthday, so I won't get too mad at, at Jordan. How old is he, by the way? Because he looks like he's in his early to mid-20s. Yeah, okay. 21. Good for him. He's got so much in front of him. Guy's got to work on his 21st birthday. Come on, man. Hanging out with a bunch of high schoolers on his 21st birthday. I'm assuming that because he's been covering high school sports for long enough, he's kind of accustomed to that. This is a busy time of year in that world. He's got a little McConaughey to him with the high school girls. He gets older, they stay the same age. Maybe that's him. Maybe that's well, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't throw that on him. That's that's not what he wants. He was tombstoning tombstoning the Undertaker's daughter when they were back in fourth grade or whatever it was. He was bringing frozen pizzas to school with the Undertaker's daughter. Not exactly. Oh, not following that reference. Oh, you were gone that day. We were talking about the Undertaker presenting the belt to Quinn Ewers for Outstanding Player of the Big 12 Championship game. Yeah. And he mentioned that he like dated the Undertaker's daughter when they were in elementary school. I missed that. He's like, you know, whatever, whatever dating means in third or fourth grade, I forget what grade it was, he said. And yeah. so my smart ass response, of course, was did you tombstone her? Hmm which can be taken in so many different ways, but we're talking about elementary school age kids here. So don't take it that way. Take it the wrestling way, which is how I meant it. I thought you meant killing her, like putting her in a tombstone. No, I was asking if she watched the Kurt Russell classic tombstone. Uh, yes, of course. Every fourth grader has seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? No, but I, I'm not in fourth grade anymore, so I don't think I'm allowed to watch it. I think it's meant for adults more than kids. It's a classic. Classic. We're going to use that word. It is. Kurt never Russell. heard of it, and it's classic. I guess they did name a frozen pizza after it, so that's big. <laughs> and a wrestling move, too. No, it's yeah. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer. Ah, oh, shit. I'm not going to be able to think of everybody mm-hmm. right off the top of my head right now, but it's a, it's a quality flick. A good 1990s Western. Okay. I'll add it to the list. The list that is not receiving any sort of dent because you're watching too much sports. Longer than a damn CVS pharmacy receipt. Mm, I assume that's long. I I don't go into places like that. Places like that. 
Yeah, CVS's. I go to Walgreens. I'm a Walgreens guy. Well, that is a place like that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's like the same thing. It's not ex- okay. You're right about that. I don't go into CVS's. Is what I should say. Okay. Yeah. No, they're known for having notoriously long receipts. You could buy like one thing, and it's just a whole tree's worth of paper that is uh, getting cut down for you. Anyways, we digress. You're getting a lot of love for your tombstone take. People are saying it's good. By the way. Yeah, it's one of those movies. Look, it's not a one-to-one comparison here, so don't think that I'm saying it's as good as this movie because Shawshank Redemption is an all-timer. It's your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, so be careful. It's like Shawshank in that it's watchable from pretty much anywhere, and it gets played a lot on cable television too. So you'll pop in beginning, middle, end, and you'll be like, oh, shit, it's this part from Toonstone, and you'll just keep watching from there. Dude, that is high praise. That is super high praise, which means it's not going to be that good. It's going to let me down. Yeah, I've just given you the Titanic hype. Mm. Happened for me back when Titanic came out, and it's like, well, I don't need to see this movie at this point because it is inevitably not going to be nearly as good as I've been told. The Titanic. Have you seen that movie? uh, No. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. You could probably patchwork all the different little scenes that I've seen at this point, and it would count as the full movie. Mm-hmm. But other than uh, uh, Leo and some high-class woman who spurns her dude and the ship runs into an iceberg and Fat Rose can't make some room on that door at the end of the movie, I don't know a whole lot about He's it. Fat. Um, fat. There it is. Yeah, the movie sucks. Honestly, one of the most overrated movies of all time. Like, I don't waste your time with it. Uh, and yeah, Rose, bad bit, man. Bad bit. All right, what are we talking about today? We've got picks later in the show. Thank you for finding the games for that. Sure. We've got um, Texas football we can get into, recruiting news. Matthew Golden, if you want to start there, mm-hmm. he is uh, on campus this weekend. And according to most insider sites, he is Texas's number one transfer portal receiver target and it just it feels like that's a matter of when not if matthew golden commits to texas which that would be a good get for texas who needs some wide receivers in 2024 after the entire wide receiver room leaves after the playoff um a lot of recruits coming in town this weekend trey like it it could be it already has been a good week with kobe black committing um but it, it could be a really really good five, six-day stretch from now until signing day next Wednesday with what Texas could do on the recruiting front and with what they could do in the transfer portal as well. Yeah, if you are going to be successful in college sports in general, but especially college football, college basketball, at this time, you've got to be good in the transfer portal. You do. There are big-time programs who have learned that lesson the hard way over these last few years. Clemson is in the process of learning that lesson right now. Uh, Alabama took them uh, adjusting just a little bit because there were other teams benefiting from guys who were entering the transfer portal from Tuscaloosa. And you've seen Nick Saban start to get a little bit more active there too. Steve Sarkeesian, since he got here, has been good in the transfer portal. And I expect those good fortunes to continue into this offseason as well. And Golden would be a great start there just because of the need that you have at that position after all the guys, which you just mentioned, of course, but uh, all the guys who do head to the NFL draft where their eligibility runs out, has uh, leaves a, a lot of playing time. Even if Steve Sarkeesian yeah. has a small re- uh, rotation for his receivers, which he has not just done this year, that's kind of a pattern throughout his coaching career, 
there's only one guy that I feel confident about who's on campus right now who will be filling one of those spots next season, and that's Jontae Cook. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And Matthew Golden has starting experience, right? Been a starter for Houston the last couple of years. 13 touchdowns combined in the two years, so the production has been there as well. He's also a great return man, too. Like, obviously, with X going to the NFL, you lose your punt returner. And Keeled Robinson's gone, too, so you'll lose your kickoff returner. Uh, Matthew Golden's second team, all Big 12, as a returner this year. So not only can he uh, be a weapon in your passing game, but he can help out in special teams, too. Yeah, they've got – I think they're going after two. I think I've said this a lot. Like, I think Texas will try to sign two wide receivers out of the portal. Of course, they've recruited well there. Uh, they've recruited well there this year. I mean, Ryan Wingo is a top five to ten player in the country in this class of 2024. So he will be great uh, coming to Texas. But, yeah, they need they need some experience, man. Like, Jontae Cook has eight catches. I legitimately think after this year, there will be like a total of eight catches returning to the Texas wide receiver room because Casey Kane's gone. He played well in the Alamo bowl last year against Washington. Um, obviously all of those guys going to the league that you just brought up somebody else who I'm sure I'm forgetting who is worth bringing up here, but yeah, there's just no production coming back for Texas in the wide receiver room. They got to get guys who have already done it at the college level. And once again, guys, I think will be plural when this thing is all said and done. Yeah, if you remember back to that Texas-Houston game, there were two wide receivers who really roasted Texas. One was the white kid, Joseph Manjack the fourth. Any chance he's transferring? And then also Matthew Golden, too. Matthew Golden was really good in that game. Even had a couple of touchdowns to show for it, too. Yeah, Manjack started at USC, uh, then ended up at Houston. I think Is he's that from, right? Yeah, from Houston, went to USC, didn't play much, came back home, and solid player. That guy felt like he was there for years, so... I don't think he's got any eligibility left, but we'll see. I mean, Juice Wells from South Carolina, a name that's been talked about for Texas. Relique Brown from USC, another wide receiver that's being talked about. wonder about Evan Stewart, right? Like, if he ends up hitting the portal officially, could he be in the mix? Like, maybe Texas is waiting. Once again, golden priority number one, but I wonder if Texas is hopeful that uh, another really good wide receiver enters the portal before they start offering other people at that position, uh, but they need some help there. And Matthew Golden, not official yet, but it feels like, once again, more of a win thing than an if thing for him. Uh, on the recruiting front, Texas Xavier Filsame, the five-star safety, committed to Florida. It He's taking a visit here this weekend, and that's another one of those, it feels like, win, not if. Like uh, Florida has nothing going for it right now. Texas seemingly has everything going for it right now. Like he could be another one of those dominoes that falls that makes this a really, really successful week for the Longhorns. Yeah, boy, talk about an extra component that makes things even trickier for a coach to turn things around at a fledgling program, especially a big time program. Like Billy Napier has not been good at Florida through two years now. The fact that he's losing the recruits that he is at this point uh, before the safety potentially flips to Texas is pretty damning for him and I think points to the likelihood that he will be looking for a new job or they will be looking for a new coach perhaps as early as like midway through the 2024 season. This does not feel like uh, this relationship is lasting much longer. Yeah, part of me wonders if they'll fire him this offseason. Like you don't see that usually at this stage, but if they lose the recruits that it sounds like they might lose, I mean, you, you just like, 
end this thing as quickly as you can, put the guy out of his misery and just pull the plug altogether? Yeah, I mean, they would have to walk back the fact that they already said that he would be coming back for next year, which I'm guessing they tried to do to keep this recruiting class together. I, I don't know. At this point, your guess is as good as mine with this. In Florida, I think people in Florida, it's really starting to sink in that Billy Napier is not going to be the guy long-term. So the sooner you make that change, the better off you are. Yeah. It's November not like you're fucking the recruiting class up that much more. It's already fucked. Yeah. Yeah. November 2nd is, I think, when Florida comes to town next year. Uh, it's almost to the point where people would be surprised if he is coaching that game really? for the Gators here in Austin. Uh, all right. Bowl games. Any of these bowl games this weekend do anything for you? We get them tomorrow. Are you going to watch Texas Tech and Cal in Shreveport tomorrow night? Uh, maybe a, a little bit. There's actually three decent NFL games on, though, so I'm much more likely, assuming the games aren't blowouts, to be watching one of those. Yeah, three NFL games. Uh, all six teams have winning records in these games. Yeah. A lot of backup quarterbacks. I think you have four back. Uh-oh. Oh. BK froze. We back. And he's back now. Yeah, that was weird. Wrecked him. It's what it does. I think we're yeah. back in. Damn near killed his internet access. Um, yeah. We've got the uh the not so hard wire in. My my hard wiring needs some new genics or something, I guess, to to stay strong for this next hour. Well, maybe Rectum has hired Frank Thomas to help with people's cable needs. Internet needs, Wi-Fi needs. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like I I'm trying to get into these bowl games, but there's seven games, which is good. And I watch college football year round, so I'll probably watch. But I just none of these games tomorrow really excite me. I'll tell you what, I will be rooting like hell for Cal. I don't expect Cal to win, but mm. this has nothing to do with liking Cal. This is everything to do with just Texas Tech finishing the year with a losing record. That would be fantastic. Like it's even harder to get into random bowl games now because there's so much movement in the transfer portal. And like you look at UCLA, like they're going to be without the guy who started at quarterback for them for much of the year. Who knows what Boise State has to offer? I'm a little bit behind on uh, Boise State right now. But yeah, most of these games is like watching an early season college basketball game. You're pretty unfamiliar with uh, far too much of the roster. Yeah, Boise State just won the Mountain West, but they fired their coach the week before they did that. So they they don't even have their coach. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I don't, you know, UCLA, they don't have their coach, I guess. They did fire Chip Kelly, right? He is gone. No, was he? If, if so, I missed that. Well, there was that report before the USC game that said he was getting fired after the wow. USC game. And then I think they pulled the plug. That feels like something we should know. I uh, it would be shocked if that happened because I completely missed it. If so, should they? Uh, well, we talked about it on the show. What, where were you? Were you blackout drunk that day? What was going on? Uh, I just don't know if no, they ever. No, Chip Kelly is still at UCLA. They haven't fired him yet. I did not blackout. You apparently blacked no, out. No, there was the report. We talked about the report. There was a report that said he was getting fired after the USC game. We talked about it on the show. I don't think we did because yep. I have not operated under the assumption that Chip Kelly would not be back next year. And I think I heard you and Kevin talking about it too. So I know you knew about this. Or maybe yeah. I was 
doing six yeah. hours straight. And I talked about it with somebody else that day too. I don't know. I think we were talking about Chip Brown getting fired from Texas Sports Unfiltered is what it was. You're just getting the last name mixed up. Are you breaking news there? <laughs> you and I talked about it before the UCLA UFC game. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well done. Nice turnaround there. Good spin zone. Put me in the washing machine spin cycle. Some bullshit. Well, you trapped me in a corner, and when you when you trap a Wolverine in the corner, then it'll go after you. And when you trap me in a corner, then I turn into a Wolverine, which means I'm stealing your signs. Nobody puts Elling in a corner. I saw that in a movie once. I think that's the, the line. Uh, Gary Orbach said that to uh, Patrick Swayze. I think that was Gary Player who said that. Oh, he does kind of look like Gary Player, doesn't he? I have that wrong. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Gary Player? Nope. Dirty Dancing. No. But I know the baby in a corner line. Does that count? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like me knowing that the boat hits an iceberg in Titanic, even though I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Is Dirty Dancing any good? Isn't that like a woman's movie? It's no. Don't. Yeah. There's plenty of other movies on your list that you should watch before Dirty Dancing. Well, if you say it's bad, that means I'm going to like it, I think. No, no, so. no. If you're going to watch a Patrick Swayze movie, you got to start with Roadhouse, which I'm assuming. seen Roadhouse. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, we uh, we reviewed that on the old radio show, I believe. Yeah, I think we did. Good movie. Ripping throats out and banging the town doctor. Yeah, that's that's my story. That's why I sound like shit. I ripped my own throat out and been banging town doctors. Rather than going to see the doctor for your medical affliction, you've just been banging them, huh? underrated underrated move <laughs> um all right did you see this right before we got on the show somebody did get fired today and it's about so happy for chargers fans time yeah brandon staley is gone also the chargers fired their general manager tom telesco uh after last night uh, brandon staley should have been fired a year ago then he should have been fired a month ago then he should have been fired a week ago then he should have been fired at halftime last night they finally pull the plug on what was a disastrous run for him for those two and a half years. Dude, it was evident in year one that he was unqualified to be a head coach at the NFL level. Despite that, there were a lot of national talking heads who were espousing his brilliance. We should really go back. I know they have bad takes exposed on Twitter. We should find those people who were the biggest buyers of Brandon Staley's stock in year one when it was clear that he was a buffoon who was overly aggressive with the decisions that he was making and having that Tom Herman element where he refused to take three points because it was better off going forward on a fourth and seven or whatever the stupid logic was. Uh, find the people who are the biggest Brandon Staley backers and make sure to take anything else they say with a large grain of salt because I don't mm. think you know sports quite as much as you make it seem like you know sports. Yeah, the analytics guys were all over Brandon Staley, and it was a disaster. They were 24-24 and 24 in his two and a half years. They um, had one playoff berth, but they had one of the biggest playoff chokes of all time where they blew a 27-point lead yep. against Jacksonville and lost that game. And, yeah, I mean, they have a franchise quarterback. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league who's young and on a controllable contract, and they couldn't win anything. They just wasted – the first few years of Justin Herbert's career uh, and Dean Spanos, the owner who's notoriously cheap, probably why it took him this long. He said, Chargers fans deserve more. He's right. They deserve more. The players deserve more than what they were getting with uh, 
Brandon Staley in charge. Yeah, not only have you wasted Justin Herbert's first three years, you kind of caused the guy to regress over the last season plus now. He has not looked the same throughout much of the season. I know he's had injury issues here and there, and he's out for the rest of the year with that broken finger and the surgery that he's had to uh, to fix that. But yeah, you are uh, you're, you're walking a tightrope now. You get him for two more years, you're probably going to have to extend him after the season, or maybe you do the uh, the, uh, the the two one year contracts, franchise tag contracts, where you can get him for a little bit longer. But you don't waste time with guys that you think are franchise quarterbacks. So he's going to get paid at some point. It's yeah. up to you to find the right guy who's going to help him get back on track now. Because yeah, you, you not only have Herbert, you have good pieces on both sides of the ball. Drafting yeah. is not the problem for them. The problem was schematic. And defense was a bigger problem than the offense was. And that was supposed to be Brandon Staley's expertise. Yeah. I mean, they've got Eckler, they've got Williams, they've got Allen, they've got a decent offensive line, some talented pieces on defense too. Uh, and it just, it never worked. It never worked. So they got to go offensive coach, don't they? Like they've got to find. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln Riley, maybe uh, Bucky brought up Sark. Like do the chargers called Sark? Yeah. But um. Boy, that's a great question. They they would be smart too. I was gonna immediately shoot down that Sark would be interested in that gig, but I at this point don't blame anybody for going from college to pro just because college is just so labor intensive year round now too because recruiting is a year round bit. Like, but like especially especially right now um, with everything that you're having to juggle transfer portal finishing off the recruiting class for National Signing Day 1, bowl game prep going on this entire time. Texas back at practice as of this morning, I believe, in preparation for Washington. And so it's a lot. And you're also having to placate to 17- and 18-year-old kids. You're having to suck up to 17- and 18-year-old kids. And your players, when you get them on campus, too, there's a, a certain amount of, of, uh, of tango that has to happen because the transfer portal is now so prevalent. So... All of those things speak to a guy feeling a sort of burnout while also getting that in a similar position at the next level, he's going to get paid better and it's going to be crazy during the season, but you actually do get a bit of an off season to decompress and get ready for the, uh, the next go round. I don't know if he's going to get paid better. I think Texas is going to open up the pocketbooks and, and pay Stark pretty good this off season. They will, but I think generally speaking, don't NFL coaches still get paid more than the top paid college the top paid NFL coaches get paid more than the top paid college coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they do. I don't know if Sark would be a top paid NFL coach. Maybe that's what somebody would have to do to lure him away from Austin. Or yeah. if they're like, you've never been an NFL coach before. Like, we're just going to pay you this. Do you want the job? Do you want to coach in the NFL? If you do, this is what you're getting. And the chargers, once again, notoriously cheap. So I don't know if they'd be the team that's like, yeah, we want to pay the coach $20 million to, to be here. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Sark wants an NFL gig. Boy, this is a nice conversation to have. We haven't talked about a Texas coach like this in a long time, have we? Yeah. Like, we, we were just like, can we get rid of this coach fast enough? Now it's like, oh, shit, do we need to worry about our coach leaving us to go somewhere else? I don't think Sark wants to go anywhere, but I, my guess is he'd answer a call if he got a call from an NFL team and at least listen to what's uh, what's out there. Yeah, the last time we were having this conversation, it was scoffing at the notion that NBA teams were interested in Shaka Smart. Oh. Are you guys fucking watching that guy and his X's and O's ability or lack thereof? 
think NBA guys are going to see that and think, oh, this is going to be a good idea to bring this guy up. They'd see Shaka Smart in a polo with a long sleeve undershirt and say, get this child away from me, please. I'm not getting coached. Oh, you were about to say something so cool, too. And now you're just frozen. (laughs) And now you're resetting. Get this, and then you cut out. So get this what? My back? You're back. I didn't even freeze on my end there. Yeah, you did on my end. Yeah. By the way, thank you to Jake for reminding us that the Chargers already did re-up. Herbert, contract doesn't expire until 2029. So, yeah, get an offensive coach in there. Yeah. Help get him back on track. Yeah. Uh, Man, what I said was epic. Sorry you missed it, dude. What do they say about Shaka Smart then? I don't even remember anymore, man. Damn it. It's been so long. I'm having a tough time remembering what, what just happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sark's obviously been in the NFL before quarterback coach for the Raiders back in the day. And then the OC in Atlanta for a couple of years before he went back to college to Alabama to be Saban's OC. So maybe, maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he wants to be an NFL guy that is the top of the profession, but I I just have a hard time thinking Sark wants to leave this. Like this is, this is what he's wanted. And he worked his ass off to get back to this spot. And he knows that, this should not just be a one-year thing. Like It'd be different if Texas was like, ah, this is clearly the only year they've got a shot to be competitive and the iron's not going to stay hot for that much longer. I got to leave right now. Uh, th- this thing should be set up for success for a while. I don't know if Sark wants to bail on all of the hard work that he's put in to get himself and Texas to this point. I wonder if his time spent in Southern California works for or against him. Mm. I wonder if he thinks back on his time in L.A., Fondly, I mean, obviously the way it ended wasn't great necessarily, but Austin's a great place to be a really good coach, having built something that does seem sustainable. So ultimately, I'm with you. I I think it's a long shot that Steve Sarkeesian ends up with any NFL team, much less the Chargers. But I did see the Vegas odds on the likely next Chargers coach. Have you seen these yet? I'm not. How about Bill Belichick? Whoa. Okay. Let me just go ahead and help. What's the owner's name? Spiro Agnew? Uh, Spiro Didis, I believe. Spiro Didis. Listen, my Adidas. Don't make the horrific mistake of hiring a washed-up Bill Belichick who is well past his prime at this point that while he may won't make the same stupid decisions that Brandon... Staley did. He's also not going to lead you to the promised land anytime soon. Do better, my Adidas. I didn't say his name was Run DMC. You said you said his name was my Adidas, right? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Spiro Adidas. I don't think that's it either. Dean Spanos. Dean that's Spanos. Thank you. Yeah. Spiro Adidas is a commentator. He might be calling the Chargers next game, but he's not coaching anytime soon. Dean Spanos. Hmm. That's what you said. Yeah. No Belichick. I'm in on it. I'm in on it. I could see them doing that because I think he gets let go from New England or mutual parting of the ways in New England. And I could see the Chargers wanting that. Like they went from a first time inexperienced head coach. It didn't work. Oh, well, you usually try to do the opposite of the last thing you did if it didn't work. Belichick is literally the opposite of Brandon Staley. 
he is. And Bill O'Brien has the potential to be Justin Herbert's next OC. So it was fun while it lasted, Justin. Hope you enjoy uh, toiling the rest of your career. Oh, man. Unless you have a way of transcending his stupidity like Deshaun Watson then did. But uh, if you do that, you're going to have to get uh, a little bit more comfortable with your massages. Or I guess you forcing your masseuses to become handsy with things. There you go. Uh, Dan Quinn is an interesting one. Yeah, once again, I think Chargers probably go offense. They might go Bill Belichick because he's Bill Belichick, but if they if they don't go with him, I think they'll go with an offensive mind. That's what they should do. Get somebody who can uh, make sure Justin Herbert doesn't regress any further, and he feels like he's good enough to compete for Super Bowls. You've got to bring in a coach who can unlock that and get the most out of him. All right, sponsors. Let me to help you out here. Yeah, in more ways than one. How about um, I talk about Great Blue Heron Furniture for a second? Okay. They are, as BK tells you all the time, as I tell you from time to time, a custom leather furniture company that started in 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. The stuff is gorgeous. Hopefully you have already uh, clicked that link in the YouTube video description if you're watching. Uh, that takes you to the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. Of course, you can peruse the rest of their website while you're there as well. It is the most stylish and comfortable and well-built furniture that you will find anywhere. And if you use that promo code that we've been telling you about, Hook'em, H-O-O-K-E-M, you all know how to spell that. It doesn't even have to be for the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. If you buy anything through Great Blue Hair and Furniture, you'll get 15% off that purchase. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades, check out Great Blue Hair and Furniture. Click that link for more info or give them a call, 866-247-9688. That's 866-247-9688. BK, do we have audiovisual consultations queued up? Yes, we do. Here's our guy, Tom Hi, McKay. this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. That's right. A uh, our tentative plan is in place that I need to fill you in on uh, about checking a stars game out with Tom and Camilla after the first of the year. So it's gonna be a fun one. Let me just say that. Hung low. What's better than a nooner with the wife? A nooner with BK and Trey on TSU. Thank you so much for that. On that note, I also need to say hello to my wife who is watching right now. She just texted to tell me as much. Hey, beautiful. Love you. Hope you're having a great day at work so far, despite the fact that we did not get a lot of sleep last night. And unfortunately, it wasn't because of the uh, midnighter, which I guess is the opposite of the nooner. We went to bed after midnight, but it's because she had a company work party. And then we had a kid show up in our bed, not a random kid, one of our kids show up in our bed at about 2 a.m. complaining of having a nightmare. And so that led to her sleeping between us. We don't have a king size bed. We have a queen which is not big enough for two adults and one child who is nine, halfway to 10 at this point. Yeah, I got to get you a king-size bed, man. What are you doing? 
I, I don't like the king size bed because most nights it is just Justine and me. And I feel like we end up just on opposite ends of the room with a king size bed. I like being able to reach over and touch her, you know, while I'm sleeping. Like this. So back to our conversation from yesterday, I'm more of a butt guy. So if I am doing some salacious groping in our sleep, it's usually uh, grabbing her posterior rather than the front side. Yeah. Okay. Not, uh, I'm not, not going Trump and grabbing her by her cat. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she's glad that she's tuned in for this conversation. Well, you know, she would agree with everything that I'm saying right now. She's probably glad that I'm not uh, trying to grab her cat Trump style while we're both sleeping, too. Yeah. You didn't send the kid back to the bed like monsters aren't real. Go back to bed, kid. No, Justine ends up going to a different bed like 30 minutes later because my daughter, I mean, dude, she's flailing around like Draymond Green in a regular season NBA game. When she's sleeping, it's like elbow here, fist to the face there, foot to the groin here. It is very unsettling. And so Justine decided to hit eject and spent half the night in our guest bedroom. Mm, she She's doing this. Welcome to Draymond's Hall of Pain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is proof. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Green just plows right over Nurkic. And now Green runs over Nurkic, and he'll be called for the foul. And they're going to take a look at this. Oh, wow. You've got a full-on freak is going on. They're swinging each other around. Gobert gets in there. Draymond's got him in a headlock. They were going at each other's heads. Is that, is that, your, is that your daughter? Uh, something similar to that now. Much like Dream Draymond, she just says she was trying to uh, to draw a foul in her dreams whenever it's happening. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to sell the call. Everybody does that in yeah. their dreams. It's no big deal. Oh, man. All right, thank you for reading those sponsors. Shout out to all of our great sponsors, Olipop, Altstat, Covert BK. We love all of them and uh, are grateful that they are a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. Reminder, tomorrow morning. Whoa. Tomorrow morning. We'll be at Blue Santa. Who likes a prize with that? <laughs> Operation Blue Santa. To find out more information, come by and see us. I think we'll be there 9 to 10. Trey, hopefully you're there to help talk so I don't have to as much. 9 to 10. Okay, I'm glad I have a time now. Where is it again? I don't even. That's my guess. The guy won't get back to me, but I think we're doing 9 to 10 on the air tomorrow. Uh, but if you want to line oh. up, the, the car line starts way before then tomorrow morning. It's um. 4101 South Industrial Drive. Oh shit. I've got to go to the south side. Yeah, it's on it's off like 71. Oh, I bet it's near where Onnit Academy is in that industrial area where there's yeah. just a bunch of warehouses for the most part. Yep. Been what time white. does the what time does the uh the handoff start? Because I think I'd like to bring my family out to do some volunteering. Uh is that still allowed? I don't know. Go to their website. BlueSanta.org. Find wow. out more information if they're still looking for volunteers. You can come by and pick up toys tomorrow. We could drop off toys today out there. I don't know if they're looking for more volunteers. Volunteer. Warehouse volunteers. Delivery day. That's it. That's tomorrow. 
deliveries begin at 8 and go until 4 p.m. So you can volunteer to deliver stuff. Yeah, shifts are available December 16th. There you, you go. Though. I'm not going to register. Uh, you just talk about volunteering. You don't do it. You're one of those guys. Well, it's the thought that counts. I don't, I don't know if that's how it works with volunteering. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, that's what Abe Lincoln said back in the day. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking about donating to the food bank, but not going to. But I'm thinking about it. Thought that counts. It's just like good teams, good teams win and great teams cover. So even if you lose, but you cover that point spread, you are considered a great team. Oh, it's only if you win in cover, you're a great team. If you lose in cover, you ain't shit. Nope, that's not the slogan. As first set forth by Ben Franklin, I'm stealing all your bits right now. As yeah. First set forth by Ben Franklin back in the early 1920s. I don't have enough voice or energy to defend myself here. <laughs> hey, we need to do our picks real quick because I actually yeah. have a day coming on in a few minutes. I'm uh, I'm going to the bullpen early today. Because <laughs> you, need, you need off this channel. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. It's not your. It's not your fault, dude. You're trying to uh, to help everybody else out because we have a bunch of uh, Austinites who prefer not to work on Friday. Apparently, yeah. Uh, so you're you're filling the gaps, and I I admire that, but I also see that uh, you need a bit of a break. So let's let's go. Yeah. Normally, this is not a hard job at all. I could do five hours straight of talking. Wouldn't be easy, but it wouldn't be hard. But today is, yeah. I'm. I literally sound like a different person. If you listen to Bucky and BK this morning and you're listening to this, you're like, oh, it's a new host. They brought somebody else onto the team to do the show today. Uh, that's that's just me. All right. What are you up? You're up nine games on our season-long pick'em contest um, right now. I feel like if it gets to double digits, we need to hit reset. You you take the L and we hit reset and find something else less significant for the stretch run. Still just no benefit in me doing that because I'm going to lose the reset shit too. You're doing it for the bits. Yeah, I know. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Six games. NFL games. Since we're not doing any of the shitty college games tomorrow. Uh, we're doing the three Saturday games though in the NFL. Minnesota-Cincinnati. Bengals three-point favorites. Backup quarterbacks. Jake Browning against Nick Mullins. It's not even Josh Dobbs. He got benched last week, and now he's relegated to third string. He's going up against Cincinnati in the jungle against Jake Browning, who's actually played pretty well for the Bengals as of late. Who you got, Trey? Yeah, take me the Bengals to cover the three. I guess Minnesota could stick in this game because Justin Jefferson should be back. They are going to be without Madison, though, and who knows what you're going to get with Nick Mullins. So, yeah, give me Cincinnati to win by more than a field goal. I'm with you. Like, I, I want to pick against you as often as I can to try to make up some ground here, but I, I can't pick Minnesota in this spot. Uh, Steelers at Colts tomorrow afternoon. Backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. <laughs> Colts, one and a half point home favorites. Steelers running a risk of not having a winning season under Mike Tomlin. They're seven and six right now. Uh, I'll go with Pittsburgh because of that. Mike Tomlin just always finds a way to keep the winning season streak alive. Holy even though they lost, they lost a two-win Arizona and two-win New England. I'm going with Pittsburgh to uh, cover and win outright. Wrong team favorite. Well, this one is very simple for me, BK. It comes down to the 
two backup quarterbacks. You're talking about Gardner Minshew on one side and Mitchell the Bitchell Trubisky on the other side. Yeah, I'll take the Colts to win by more than a, a point and a half. Trubisky's different than you. He's uh, he's a breast guy, as we found out from a, a tweet he had back in middle school. Mm. You remember that one? And and as you know, the way you feel about girls as a middle schooler is how you're going to feel about girls in your late 20s. Who said that quote? Harriet, Tub- Harriet Tubman. <laughs> I thought it was Susan B. Anthony. My bad on that one. <laughs> Let's see if I can screen share the tweet. I don't know. I haven't pulled it up yet. I'll work on that later. All right. Uh, so we're different there. The other the Saturday night game tomorrow. Uh, Broncos at Lions. Lions lost to the Bears last week. The Broncos bounced back after their Texans lost. They won six of seven. They're playing some good football. Kind of feels like these teams trending in opposite directions. The game's in Detroit. Trey, the Lions, four and a half point favorites. What say you? The Lions are reeling right now, and I don't know what to make of this team anymore. I've been a fan all year long. I'm officially concerned because Jared Goff has kind of become L.A. Rams' Jared Goff again. Uh, because of that, even though I think Detroit still wins this game, I actually have Denver covering. I think uh, the the Lions do win by around a field goal, which means they don't cover that four and a half. Okay. Yeah, we're different on this one. I think last week's going to serve as a wake-up call for Detroit. I think they bounce back and win this one by like seven to ten. So I'll go Lions at home to cover the four and a half. All right, let's go quick on these last three. Starting with Houston, Tennessee, the Titans are three-point favorites here. Trying to get rid of me. I'm not leaving. I'm not in leaving. No, Zay is nice enough to to kick to get you kicked off this channel after more than four and a half straight hours. So I'm getting rid of you here. Thank you, Zay. Uh, I'll go with the Titans because I've watched Davis Mills play for two years. I had to cover him for two years. He sucks. I I will never bet on that guy. So I'll take Tennessee at home. I'm betting with my heart and not my head here. But fuck the Tennessee Titans for wearing the Houston Oilers uniforms while playing the Texans. That is fucking despicable. And they should have those rights ripped away from them as a result of doing something so tasteless and so unnecessary. There are plenty of other games you could have done this for. Because of that, I'm not even a Texans fan. I'm going to be rooting hard for the Texans on Sunday. Okay. Different there. Covering the three as a result. Now, uh, Dallas at Buffalo. One of those weird lines where the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's like, oh, this is easy money. Cowboys are going to win. I'm actually taking Buffalo because of that, BK. You know my policy when it comes to bets that are too good to be true. I go the other way from what common sense is telling me. What about you? Cowboys, Bills, with Buffalo's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I don't think this is viewed as that weird of a line. Like, Buffalo's been good at home. The Cowboys have been bad at the road uh, on the road. I'll go with Dallas. I just think Dallas is the better team scary they can't run and it's going to be cold and windy and dark there it's a 425 eastern time kick so it's going to be ugly but i I just think dallas is too good i think dallas wins and baltimore three and a half point favorites at jacksonville on sunday night football who you got wrong team favorite give me the jacks pull off the upset on snf Jags have been weird recently. This does feel like a good uh, bounce back week for them. So give me Jacksonville to cover that three and a half as well. Very good. My my getting the boot. Yeah, man, Beat get it. out of here. Beat it. I'm calling for the righty out of the bullpen. Righty out of the bullpen. Are you righty, Zay? You are righty. Yeah, I am. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Righty out of the bullpen, and let's remember to turn two, guys. 
Yeah. If you were a suit guy, I'd say go get some suit, but you're not a suit guy. So suit guy, I mean, so turn two in the pink and one in the stink, guys. You know what oh, they say. Wow. Uh, I am a, I mean, I hate soup, but I've had soup. More proof that soup doesn't do shit. I've been eating that the last two days. I've been drinking tea the last two days. I hate both of those things and they don't work, but I will probably go eat soup right now. So thank well, you. Guys. Sometimes when you have full blown AIDS, uh the, the normal oh things my gosh. that yeah, well, help you out don't help anymore because your immune system is so compromised. Got so AIDS. Bad. Wow. Well, on that on that note. Thank you. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> wow, man. I hope he has the cure like Irvin Magic Johnson. Hey, hey Magic Johnson. What have you done? <laughs> you got the dough. You got the cure. Boy, we give one another a lot of shit. That's maybe the worst thing I've ever said to him. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm in the presence of the worst thing you've ever said to him because, man, that took me back a little bit. Like, geez, your boy just watched straight out of Compton the other day, so that gave me a little, you know, teardrop, seeing Easy e up there. It's dark times, man. You're just throwing around that joke. Man. Does that movie uh... – Wait, what movie was was Easy in Straight Out of Compton? That's uh, yeah, Compton. That's the NWA biopic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that movie came out about a decade ago. That movie still stands up, correct? Oh yeah, that might be one of the best ones. They've trashed a few of the legends, hip hop legends, and biopics. Notorious. That was probably the first one that came out, probably oh six, oh seven, and they had Papa Doc from Eight Mile playing. Tupac and mm. right then you just they tried they had Booby Miles from um Friday Night Lights the dude that played Booby Miles in the movie he played Diddy which <laughs> you can only imagine how that looks so how, how rapey was Diddy in that version of events oh man come on man dude that story oh. is crazy I, I avoid most of the TMZ bullshit like if what is being said about him is true and there are a lot of women who have come forward it's like some Bill Cosby R. Kelly level shit that's what I'm saying like Diddy you could get women pretty easily you don't have to yeah. do all this stuff but some guys just sick at the mind and yeah I don't know a lot of them just accusations but still he paid Cassie immediately when she was accusing his ass and that kind of put some question marks up where you're like okay Puffy all the terrific things that we've come to love with you and your music now seem a little tainted and every Diddy song that comes up on my playlist I have to Mm, respectfully decline at this moment. I can't. Who else it. is on that list for you? Because I've found myself adding some Michael Jackson to my liked songs in the last couple months. See, it, my, Michael Jackson, you remember the HBO documentary of the kids that got abused? Yeah. They took that off. Like HBO, they don't show it. Like if you go check Max right now, you can't oh. find it. And I don't know if it's because some of those things are accurate or just who knows but yeah like when that was happening i was like okay mike i'm gonna have to distance myself from you bro but i'm i'm like you man when billy jean comes on that's hard to turn off 
rock with you yeah there are a bunch of good michael jackson songs where it's like oh can i separate the art from the artist here right Kelly, it's a hard no like to having unfortunately seen like an edited version of the video of him urinating on a minor it's like nope you're fucking done dude you are too big of a creep to to, to overlook this one i guess i not trying to value straight up pedophilia over what R. Kelly did in that video, but uh, probably also liked Michael Jackson's music a little bit more than I did R. Kelly's before I found out things about both those guys. I'm being completely honest with you. Man, the R. Kelly one still hurts. Like I vividly remember going over our, me and my wife's wedding music list and just having to X out the ignition remix. Mm. Uh dance song where he does the stepping and stuff which is the ultimate wedding song like these are cult classics and yeah the son of a bitch just can't help himself like the stories with him <laughs> that dude would just pull up the high schools back in the day like are we serious <laughs> like come on i get it it's the 90s we didn't have cameras and stuff but how was it this talked about more early on where you know we could have stopped it earlier and because we can't hear it. Ignition? Come on, man. Like, Weird. that's one of the key to the ignition. How they fresh out the kitchen. Like, I <laughs> see you're rocking right now. Like, that's just an infectious song. That's a great song. Nope. Can't play it no more. Can't I was too it. busy. I was too busy singing, keep it on the down low. <laughs> Nobody has to know. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. He was telling us in that song that there was something really fucked up going on. It was framed in a video like he was going after some fucking bigwig's wife, but it turned out he was talking about perusing junior highs and elementary schools for minors. Shit. Maybe See, not elementary schools, but definitely junior highs. Why? Oh, man. That's, that's another classic. Keep it on the download, man. Like... Him and Ron Isley had their moments together. The Aaliyah thing, that should have let everybody know, okay, this dude's a little foul. What was the Aaliyah thing? Oh, Aaliyah, God bless her soul. Back in the 90s, she had that age ain't nothing but a number song. I want to say her and R. Kelly had a relationship during that era. Oh. And she damn. was around like 15 and 16. And yeah, just some very questionable things going on. And nobody really talks about it because it's Aaliyah. You want to remember the good things, you know, with her since she's not around no more. It's still a very sad story. But was that plane crash? Is that how she died? Yeah. Yeah. Plane crash. I want to say they found blow in the dude's system who was flying that thing afterwards. And yeah, it's just a. Uh, Really shitty situation, but yeah, somebody on the code text line said they still bump R. Kelly, <laughs> still bump ignition. See, uh, yeah, and Hungwo's right. Fifty Cent, the most petty rapper in the world, he's about to drop a documentary on Diddy, supposedly. Oh, is that right? Yeah, like he wants to buy Revolt, which is Diddy's media TV company and stuff, like. 50's been waiting for this shit to come out because he hates 50. Or excuse me, he hates Diddy. Well, he in a lot of ways, he's the anti-Diddy. Like, he's always leaned into just kind of what he is. Somebody who works out really hard. He does shows at strip clubs. Like, he doesn't try and deny the fact that that he's got some dog in him. Whereas Diddy, 
he tried to present this certain character to the public that may have turned out to be completely false. And he's certainly not the first person in the history of the world to do that. Bill Cosby, but uh, he, he is the latest to go down for, uh, for things that go well beyond the descriptor shenanigans. It's much more fucked up than shenanigans. It's like straight up illegal things where you are doing long-term damage to other humans. Yeah. It's foul, man. And it's very sad. Like who knows what Diddy's childhood was like, because that's what I always think from these serial killers to rapists, anybody else that's done some felony type stuff, like something happened to where you're traumatized in your childhood that people might not know about to corrupt your mind like this. Hell, I was just listening to a 10 minute rant of Kanye. Go check that out. Whenever you, me and Chip get on and you leave, Kanye just threw out another rant. The dude, he just can't help himself. It's 10 minutes. It's hysterical. I'm not going to front like 90%. I don't know what he's talking about, Trey, but I can tell you this. He did quote, this is what I took out from it. He quoted saying, Jesus Christ, Hitler, and yay. He's some. He's some so with all the crap that he says, he threw all three of those names into one sentence. And then like one of the best parts of it, some girl just kept interrupting because he's like in this, he's like in this house. It's like weird, just like in this just very normal house. You would think it'd be a mansion or something. No, everybody's just kind of congested together. And there's multiple people in there and he's giving this speech. And then some girl is like, just kind of talking in the background while videotaping and Kanye goes, Hey, get her out of here. Get, get her out. And they just kick, they just kick some girl out. I was, was trying to speak her mind. Oh, it's terrific, man. Like, that's if you could just laugh at that stuff, say what you want about Kanye. I get it. He's off his rocker. He said some very just insensitive things. I understand that. But life's too short for me to hate everybody in this world. People are going to be people. Um, that shit's funny. Kanye, what he was saying, that is just pure comedy when he mentions Jesus Christ, Hitler, and himself all in one sentence. It's a little bit easier. I don't want to say to dismiss what Kanye West is saying because he's saying some truly fucked up things, but it's a little bit easier to separate the art from the artist in that example because he obviously has serious mental health issues. Like what you just said, you listen to the guy talk for 10 straight minutes, and it is a 10-minute ramble that is uh, similar to that of any schizophrenic that you find on a street corner here in Austin. He is also really bright too, which does sometimes come with the territory of somebody who suffers from schizophrenia. But like, I was just about to ask you half joking, but half serious. Is he espousing the positive qualities of Hitler once again? Because that happened very recently. You know, when Alex Jones is like, uh, hey, Kanye, you want to you want to roll that one back just a little bit when he's saying, you know, Hitler, Hitler was not all bad. Hitler had some positive qualities too. the general idea of what he was trying to do is not a bad one necessarily. And Alex Jones is like, uh, Kanye, you sure you want to say that one right now? Man? Can we get back to Sandy Hook and that being a false flag operation. Like that's when, you know, somebody is really fucked up and, and uh, just completely broken in the head. Yeah, he's also out. a brilliant fucking musician, too. Your Alex Jones impression is spot on. That's, that's what I'm laughing at here. That's pretty good. That dude, man.
I'm not going to lie. It's the first time that I've ever tried it. I'm pretty happy. It's in there with the, my, uh, my Bob Dylan now as, as one of the uh, handful of, of uh, Im- impersonations, imitations that I can do. I'll, I'm going to have to pull oh, the Alex Jones impersonation out a little bit more going forward. Yeah, man, that's definitely solid. But yeah, yay. He's lost it. Am I going to listen to the album? Absolutely. 100%. I got to listen to it at least once. At least once. He has his daughter on it. He kind of did one of those little concert preview album releases that he always does. And his daughter's just on a, you know, she raps like a 10 year old would rap. It's cute, whatever. But okay. So it's cute. Like uh, Kevin Dunn's dad says cute, or it's like dismissive. It's cute. Not necessary, yeah. but cute. Yeah, exactly. And Is this the daughter that he has with, uh, with Kim. Kardashian. Okay. Yeah. They're all with Kim. He has all four with her. Okay. And like the daughter, she's there with like the rest of these rappers and stuff who are on the album, like Freddie Gibbs and Lil Durk. I'm sure you listen to both of those guys. And I, I actually do like Freddie Gibbs. I've never heard a Lil Durk before, but I like Freddie Gibbs a lot. Okay, that's that's saying something because Gibbs and Durk are very different. Like Durk's a part of the new generation, Gen Z. They love Durk, while Freddie Gibbs, he's in his 40s. So you and I, we relate to that guy a little bit more, even though he's a little crazy in himself. Oh, but, he's, he's fucked up, but he's also a great storyteller too. Oh, he's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. But Kade was, again, it's his album. Kade's talking about big booty bitches and stuff, and it's like his daughter's right there. His daughter's right there, like bobbing her head. And I'm just like, man... You know, CPS got to say something about this. Like, I get it. He has the paper to support the girl. I understand that. But, again, we're calling this dude a schizo. Like, there, and he talked about that, too. He talked about that in the 10-minute rant, how people are giving him this stigma, which puts him in the position to where he might not be able to see his kids as much as he likes. And Well, that's probably a fucking good thing. You know, I'm sorry to to be harsh here, but somebody who's that unhinged, yeah, you probably should be limited with regards to you being around your kids solo. Like, these are impressionable minds here, and you can say some really (laughs) fucked, trust me, I know from experience, you can say some really fucked up things to get them to believe. And so when you're talking about Kanye West doing that and ranting about, the positive qualities of Hitler or whatever else he's going in on. You know, it's funny that his music is the way where he can actually communicate in a manner where people can start to understand him a little bit. Like I'm talking about other than the 15 people who are members of the cult that he's in charge of right now, Um, (laughs) because he makes a lot of sense when you listen to his music and he's obviously really creative. Like his creativity comes out in a way that's, uh, that's easier to appreciate than, him going on info war wars talking about how Adolf Hitler wasn't that bad of a dude. I'm kind of surprised at this point. Now, do they have any boys or is it all girls that he had with Kardashian? Yeah, he has a couple of boys, a couple of girls. Surprised one of his well, he didn't name one of his boys Adolf to be the first person in human history since World War II to think that was a good decision. With how many positive things he said about fucking Hitler. Yeah, when he first came out. 04 college dropout. He was producing for Jay Z and the Rockefeller crew before that, and he was just a producer. But then Dame Dash was like, Yo, man, you can rap a little bit. Let's start rapping. And it wasn't like it wasn't dangerous rap, like 50 Cent just dropped Get Rich or Die Trying. So it was kind of coming back 
into that dangerous rap era, which kind of fell off from Pac and Biggie getting killed. Like everybody was kind of tiptoeing, especially mainstream. Everybody wasn't really trying to deal with that anymore because it's just too negative and, yeah. and too gangster. So all of these higher ups, front office people, they're like, yo, we ain't trying to do this hood shit. We're, we're not trying to do that. So Kanye made so much money on it for a few years, but then the two biggest stars in the business got killed. And so now we're rethinking that decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it just didn't work out like they planned, which there's still a place for it. There's still a place for gangster rap and stuff. Like, it just depends on how you present it. But, yeah, when Kanye came with the pop collar polos and wearing the pink and the backpack and stuff, and he had just the very crazy rhymes that no one's ever heard of, kind of controversial like he is, but, like, in a way to where it was like Eminem, but – this is a brother saying it. So it was relatable to everybody. And that's why he's been so popular. Like that's the genius that we see in him. Like he was able to just, you know, all markets, any audience is able to relate to him just because he's that talented. But yeah, man, I don't know. I can't, you can't even blame the Kardashian curse on them. Like that's just. Yeah. I can't even blame that. I watched Devin Booker the other night drop 34. He looked as calm as ever. He had the Kardashian curse. So that ain't that ain't a real thing. Lamar Odom, maybe. You know, Tristan Thompson, he's a little off too. But Tristan Thompson just cheats. He don't hurt nobody. Lamar Odom was going to be found passed out in need of medical assistance at a brothel, regardless of whether or not he dated a Kardashian, you know? See, that was the direction Lamar Odom was going in regardless. I'm going to have to defend. I always hate to do this with the Kardashians, but I'm going to have to defend my fellow Armenians here for a second. That sometimes, sometimes it's maybe about the, uh, the decisions you're making with regards to who you're getting involved with. Like the problem is more your decision-making than you uh, giving some curse to somebody else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, I, I, you, just, you just said it with like Kanye West was going to go off the deep end, regardless of Kim Kardashian. If anything, that maybe kept him in check a little bit for a few years before she eventually had to say, you know what? I can't do this shit anymore. This is fucking wild. Like this guy's starting a cult here and they're talking about how Hitler wasn't all bad. Yeah. Yo, UT Parkin, you're bold, man. Personally, I think Kanye is very stable, and I trust him around my wife and kids. <laughs> I love UT Parkin. Their comments are terrific, man. Hey, more power to you. You're going to get good album out of it, you know, some good lyrics, maybe a little concert. I'll take a Kanye concert. You're even gonna get some uh, some cult meetings at your at your compounds too, oh, probably, man. with all of his followers. Oh, and at what point does he have everybody drink the Kool Aid? Hey man, let me ask you this: How what's your thought on the Draymond Green situation? Because they're very, you know, synonymous with one another. Draymond and Kanye, both a little out there. Draymond suspended. The thing or, about it is, is that when whenever you hear Draymond speak like he's he's a really thoughtful dude to the point that you made yesterday it's like he i don't hear somebody who's rambling like kanye whenever he gives interviews or he's a part of studio shows but the actions on the court are completely unacceptable and it's a distraction to his team 
And so it's weird to me to see him derailing his team two straight years. And look, I get that this season isn't all about Draymond, but at the end of last season, Warriors in unison were like, yeah, that was a pretty big deal when he punched Jordan Poole in the preseason. Like, that was a hard thing for us to recover from, to bring him back, to have it happen again, and to hear them speaking about him like he's a, like he's a fragile child with how that they're going to address this going forward and how they're going to try and get them help. Like, guys, you've had a long time now to try and get them help. Sometimes this is just kind of who a person is. You need to understand that this is what you're going to be dealing with for as long as you uh, still still have him as part of the fray. It's why I said at the end of last season, like they should get rid of him right now if they really want to, if they're really going to have a chance to be competitive going forward. Because as he gets older and less productive on the basketball court, it's kind of like that balance of a wide receiver who's got that diva mentality about him, where he provides those distractions off the field. But it's like he's good enough to counteract that. Same thing's happening with Draymond right now, but his skill level has slipped to the point where the distraction just shouldn't be worth it anymore if you're a member of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I joke about it all the time. I know people call me Zaymon Green because we both have a similar complexion. And, you know, I was kind of, I kind of played like him during my day, which is really weird. Like, I wasn't the fastest, wasn't the most athletic, but defensively I was always in the right spot, kind of a coach on the court guy since my dad's a coach. It's kind of that's just how I played. And I could shoot a little bit enough to be respected. So, when I look at Draymond, I was like, oh, if I went to the league, this is probably what I could have been. And again, you see all just the antics with him and different situations that he gets in where he's stomping guys and shit. And seeing Steve Kerr yesterday, Trey, like about to cry when he was discussing it, that's what hit me because this is a dude that played with Rodman. Yeah. Like you play, he played with Dennis Rodman. So like he, if anyone understands that there are certain guys that are just kind of off the wire, but you need them, like you said, you know, wide receiver diva mentality, just some dudes bring that, but you take the good more than you do the bad. But when he was legitimately about to ball up and cry out here, talking about Draymond, like a legitimate concern on his well being. That's when I was like, yo, this is serious. <laughs> like, this is this is very was, sad now. Was it truly concerned about his well-being, or was it Steve Kerr coming to terms with the fact that Draymond needs to be gone? Like, I wonder if part of that is in play at this point, where it's like he's having to accept that a guy that he loves as a human being is detrimental to his basketball team, so they're about to have to have this hard conversation with him where it's like, dude, we're going to have to cut you. I'm sorry, we can't. We can't be dealing with this shit even once a year, much less however many times a year it ends up happening. And you've had plenty of chances up to this point. So we hope you can find a new place to play and we're going to hate playing against you, but this is uh, the reality of the situation now. Yeah. And that's how you know it's done. Kerr, Steph, Clay, once Draymond goes, that's it. Like all the championship aspirations and glory days, it's for sure over. If you sound sad. I am sad. That's Warriors. Say what you want about them. Kevin Durant, one of my favorite players. That was some of the best basketball I've ever seen, Chip. Like, I was too young. I only seen highlight of the 86 Celtics and the 87 
you know, Lakers and those bad boys piston teams. Like I actually got to see with my eyes some of the greatest basketball of my life. I don't care what you feel about it. I get Kevin Durant. Say what you say about him being weak minded, leaving the Thunder to go to Golden State. But if we're just talking about hoops, man, what they were putting out there, like it was just pick your poison. You couldn't stop them. They were shooting at such a high clip. The defense was good. Are they going to retire Durant's number? They should. They should. They might Jerry Jones him. It might take a minute. <laughs> he might be old and gray, but see you, Trey. Thanks, man. The end of an ear yeah. in Golden State. Zay, thank you so much for hopping on a little bit early and helping to get BK off this channel after four and a half plus hours in a shot voice. Chip, hope you're having a good one. May see you guys at Moonshine tomorrow. Otherwise, have a great weekend. See you yeah. tomorrow. I'll be there. See y'all there.